Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, we're in the car. Da 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 da. Okay, that was pretty corny. You know, uh, it's an opportunity when you're driving in the car to talk about something that you wouldn't talk about if you weren't in the car. And today, I would love to share with you a little bit of a conversation about nature's universal laws. Oh, you've never heard that before, I know. But the thing is this, that if you, if, if you think it's all real, if you think that your emotions and your feelings are all real, that's, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. Uh, but what you've got to do is be able to compare that with then what you would call not real. What, what happens, for, let's give it a good example. If there's a flower in the forest and that flower is in the bush, you know, in strand bush, We've just been walking at the top of Mount Buffalo today down in Victoria, which is just the most gorgeous piece of uh, the universe. I can't believe it. But let's just say we saw a flower in, in Mount Buffalo in the National Park and we went, oh, wow, look at that flower. It's fantastic. I'll take a photo of it. And now we're driving in the car. We're heading in the opposite direction. And is that flower still a flower? Well it's still there but nobody's looking at it so the the our opinion the looking at something the observing of it or the interaction with it gives that flower a context and makes it into something we call real but the flower exists when we're not even there so it's so when is it real is it because we see it and describe it and smell it and feel it and take photographs of it or is it real without us? And if it's real without us, then there can't be any judgment of it. It can't be, there's nothing beautiful about it. There's nothing ugly about it. It's coming out of the ground. It's attracting bees. It's doing its thing and it will eventually die when the snow comes. So it's kind of like that with the universal laws. That What they're saying is before you get an opinion, before your subconscious mind develops its uh, cast its shadow or cast its opinion on that flower. The flower is just a flower. So how do you take things back to that and why would you do it? Well, firstly, you take things back to that state because that state of mind is 100% fearless. It's 100% without any disturbance or disruption. It's completely cool, calm and collected, zero and so if you say, uh, uh, you know a person, that person is a person before, uh, just like the flower, the person is just a thing in the forest and without anybody around them, they're not judged as being good or bad or right or wrong. And it's very much the case if you think about our indigenous people who were living life uh, completely naked in the, in the forest, uh, doing their thing just like that flower when somebody came along and said, you're doing it wrong. And we can do that to ourselves too. We can say to ourselves, you're at work, you're doing your job, uh, what's the boss going to think? In other words, you no longer uh, um, uh, have an objective opinion about the thing, which is you in this case. You, you have a subjective opinion, which is based on all your expectations, all your subconscious thinking, all of the, the goo that goes into bringing up, bringing up your memories in the past so the purity of that flower sitting back there in 
in the forest, uh, in the bush, is that it's unjudged and it's absolutely stone cold perfect. The perfection of it is not that it's blue or it's great or it's fantastic or it's doing a great job. The perfection of it is that it simply is. It just is. It's doing, it is its thing. That having been said, then the benefit of knowing something before we give it its flavor or change its uh, uh, identity is that we cannot have any degree of mental disruption, any degree of stress, any degree of um, insecurity, anything. It's all is what it is. And that state is the highest state that you can get when it comes to manifesting what you want in life. So if you're going to manifest something and you start getting all uh, spun out and stressed and uh, nervous and um, you start wasting petrol that could be spent making something happen, you start spending it getting nervous and frightened and um, judging and critical. You're spending your time like hanging around that flower in the bush going, uh, if, if I leave it won't be the same. If I stay I can control it or I can uh, make it what I want. And this, this is a really interesting set of thoughts because using the universal laws you take things back to their purest, purest form. In their purest form you can manipulate them in any direction you choose. The thing isn't manipulating you. So if you, let's go back to the flower. You're in the bush you walk along, wow, beautiful flower. Who's the most powerful thing here? The flower, by tricking you into calling it beautiful, or you, defining the flower as beautiful? Well, in metaphysics, they would say the flower has the power because it's caused you to react. It's caused you to change your state of mind. It's caused you to uh, distort uh, the atmosphere into being attracted or repelled from the flower. So one of the things we try really hard to do using the laws of na nature is not being attracted or repelled from other people. Now, I know in relationships we want to be attracted to the person we're with. We see the two sides of them, and but we focus on the positive. But with the majority of people around the world, you don't necessarily want to be know uh, what do you call it rubber necking every time you see somebody going I wish I was there I wish I wasn't here I wish I was over there I wish I wasn't here you don't want to be in living in a state of perpetual uh, disappointment or or attraction and questioning where you're at you want to have some degree of comfort some degree of uh, calm some degree of steadiness so that you can focus on what I would call your purpose what I would call the thing that's important to you rather than being distracted all the time by pretty flowers now we know the bigger the questions you ask in your life the bigger the vision you have the less small things will worry you so but if you want to talk to somebody and they the first thing they say is oh the it's raining outside and it's been raining for days and it's raining all the time and you go man, that person hasn't got a lot to think about if that's what sucked their brain into the, away from their sense of purpose, away from what they want to create. They've been distracted by 
I don't know, mosquitoes. Or distracted by, oh, the coffee isn't good here. Distracted. Now, I, I know those things are sensorily important, but nothing of the senses ever satisfies the soul. So, and we define success as achievement, happiness, and fulfillment. The fulfillment part is soul-driven. That's really deep inside you. So to, to be successful and achieve and be happy but not fulfilled, now, that's not successful. Or to be fulfilled and happy but not achieve, that's not successful. So we, we understand that there is a, 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 there is a whole dynamic of what we would call success in life. And that is to be to achieve things, to be happy in your life, and to feel fulfilled. If we keep chasing in, uh, sensory, sensory gratification, if we keep being distracted by flowers and chirping birds and, and honeys and bees, and that's, um, it's, it, we don't use that stuff as sort of, a, what would you call it, nourishing, nourishment. If we start to become obsessed with seeking it or protecting it or going for it, it becomes absolutely distraction and it becomes energy burning and it will make us really, really exhausted. Um, nothing exhausts you more than going to work and being attracted to someone at work. It's, it's, it's more debilitating feeling attracted to someone at work or attracted to something at work than it does feeling repelled from it. So in the process of achievement, we say there's three stages. There's denial, which is the, the point where you go, it, it's a flower, just it's a flower, you know, like it is what it is. Then there's uh, affirmation, which means what do I want? What's the what's going to be the good news in it? Which which is where the di dis distortion or where where the delusion comes because we deliberately infatuate ourselves in a sense with what we want. And last but not least, we visualize the thing we're going to create. And that's why the universal laws, the five laws, are critical stuff because they help you deny, they help you affirm, and they certainly help you visualize the thing. Um, that you want to achieve in a realistic way. This is Chris. You have a great day. Bye for now.